As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, but I really want your help and do me a quick favour. Can you click subscribe or follow before you listen on? This means that as soon as a new episode drops, you get notified. So, Ian, thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Thanks very much for having me on board, Aaron. That's all right, mate. All good. And thanks for thanks for donning the king's the king's crown as well, mate. Oh, of so. course. I got to start selling myself from get go. No point fantastic, in mate. hiding behind it. That looks brilliant, mate. It looks awesome. Um, cheers for that. So, listen, I'm going to throw you in at the deep end straight away. So, there's some obvious stuff that we we want to talk about today, Super. Um, in terms of what you're doing and 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 you know the bits and pieces that we spoke about before we come on. But I want to give you a bit of a challenge, and I say, I'd say the same to everyone that comes on the podcast. So, I'm going, give, I'm going to give you a minute, and I want you to go. From Ian, when you started your life, to Ian now, and I just want you to pull out the relevant bits that are important okay. in that in that minute. And because I'm only going to give you a minute, it means it's going to force you to only talk about the stuff that's really really important, rather than stuff maybe that's not as important and memorable. So, are you up for the yep. challenge? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm literally getting out of stopwatch and a timer here. I like this endless. <laughs> Mate, nobody has done it in a minute so far of all the podcasts we've done. So. Ah, well, sure. How could you possibly fit your whole life in there? I, I was born and 33 t- days later and one day I am now here. Like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like a very on. basic poem. That's it, mate. All right. Well, look, I'll give you a minute. Far away, mate. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so I was born in Ireland and I first went to Mount Temple School, which is the same school as Bono. I moved over to England after being a bit of a Van Wilder and uh, going through a lot of different universities. But then Went to the NHS, studied nursing, fucking hated that. It was nothing like paramedic studies, which I, uh, I got in Ireland. Uh, due to the recession, I had to move over because there was no fucking jobs. Then uh, switched to St. Mary's where I did sports uh, um, sports science. Loved that, stuck with that, did fitness classes all the time. Uh, I worked in gyms and all that sort of jazz. Uh, while I was not working, I did medical tests. And one of the medical tests discovered that I had a tumor in my head which then turned out to be cancerous. And then the, pretty much the day after I found out, all right, this is serious. I was like, all right, well, let's piggyback off of the fact that I do have something scary and negative, uh, but I'm physically fine. So uh, let's try and break a world record, raising the most amount of money ever for cancer research. And there we go. Well done, Matt. I'll give you a, I'll give you a virtual clap of being the first, <laughs> the first person that's completed it in... Uh... In, in in under a minute, mate. So well done. That's awesome. Well, well I do actually have experience in doing that because I my mostly popular on TikTok and TikTok you have to get a lot of information in seven seconds because that's the average uh, retention rate. So blimey, mate. That is uh, that is yeah. You have to cram it all in really really quick. Yeah. So I did come in like uh, not prepared but at the same time experience experience oh yeah <laughs> can't give me too much credit for that well listen mate you've sport all that now so now everyone's gonna think it's like water off a deck's back but that's all good it's all good you still did it anyway mate doesn't matter how experienced you are so just yeah. just with that so you mentioned about sort of growing up in ireland and stuff so just just take us into like your kind of what was before you found out about um you know you having the the tumor in i think it was 2019 was yep. it yeah that, yeah so, so around before, covid yeah, around COVID time. So before that, kind of, what was what was your kind of like early years, Ian, in terms of like upbringing, family, stuff like that? What's your story there? 
Oh yeah, better like delightfully happy um, childhood. Uh, every so often, I feel like my mom has watched a documentary or a television show that has something to do with like you know, uh, not just engaging. I made this mistake the other day because that's the MMA fighter. Uh, <laughs> you know the guy who's like the killer who dresses up like the clown, yeah. Gacy. Justin Wingate. Uh, anyway, people will know the killer second name Gacy. Anyway, and she'd watch like a documentary on that, and she'd then be asking me a couple of days later, "How was your childhood? Was your childhood okay?" Because she's like watching some sort of yeah, murder yeah, yeah. mystery thing, and I was always like, "Yes, he was abused as a child. It led to him killing <laughs> thousands of people." And uh, so yeah, but every time, like, oh god, like we we lived in a uh, a cul-de-sac, and there was so many different young families that like we'd all be out playing with each other all the time. Uh, you know, that sort of era where video games didn't have an online platform, which I love, but at the same time, they're so entertaining. They can yeah. suck you in. Uh, you know, we had the snares and you'd be there playing Donkey Kong and I wouldn't be able That's to beat it. certain levels. And then my brother would take the remote and he'd be able to get past them. And I'd be there like, ah, look at that. <laughs> yay. And uh, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And uh wasn't really massively into sport when I was a, when I was a kid, but I still, um, parents still did their, you know, parental duty and like, you know, flung, flung me at so many different uh, clubs and whatever to be like, all right, which one of these do you like? And yeah, at the end, I was like, I don't like any of them. And then uh, as I got older, I realized, okay, I like several of them and like yeah. sort of backtracked and took up a bit of music and um, rugby and uh, learned karate as a kid. But it was, it was like, in hindsight, it was absolute bullshit karate. Yeah. And, um, like into jujitsu now but nice. yeah unfortunately i haven't i have a bit of a, a dodgy knee and that's not saying that i couldn't do jujitsu but um i do marathons at the moment so it's like oh risk can't can't risk that getting an injury because that would cause more happiness than the risk to how much fun it is but anyone who's listening yeah. to this it's intimidating it's scary but ah, oh, just try it it's so much fun it's amazing how like you're trying to kill another person and then afterwards like the bell goes or whatever and it's like you you feel so attached and like oh mate that was really good you almost had me dead yeah, that's nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a very strange feeling but i couldn't encourage ever especially women because um it's one of the like the uh, the most um what's the word uh, successful forms of uh, an actual combat if you really want to look at it purely from a, a self-defense because um there's a there's a good video there of like a champion a female uh, kickboxer yeah. and then she later switched to um jujitsu and her whole point was oh yeah this guy was just big and like i could throw the shots at him but it just wasn't uh, wasn't hitting in and it was like she went through a really bad uh, spell of depression yeah. through because it's like i have all these skills and they made no difference to a guy just because he had like you know 20 kilos on my on my size and then later she took up jujitsu and funnily enough i think she was in she lived in a hard area yeah. and uh, she got into another uh confrontation and she absolutely snapped the pieces out of his bones so she was like yes yeah. jujitsu works. works yeah um but yeah, so it was. Uh, you, can't, you can't not play rugby though, can you? If you're from Ireland, surely that's. Uh, yeah. Well, you've it, got to it, have a stab at it at least, don't you? It well, it depends where you are from, and even down to it might be different now because it's like nearly twenty years since I was in um, secondary school or high school for uh, for the UK viewers. Um, but the in Ireland, it's like if you are in this county and you go to that school, these are the sports that you have, and you have like oh, a choice okay. of two. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you're either playing like football is in soccer or Gaelic football 
hurling or uh, rugby, and there's n- nothing really in between. There's very nothing rarely yeah. you go to a school and it has um, uh, has a, a variety of options. Yeah, or if yeah. it does, it's always like kind of a shit team versus like you know the rugby yeah. team, which has got a lot of funding, or a shit rugby team, or the Gaelic football team, which has a lot of. Uh, sort of uh attention thrown at it so it really yeah. is just down to your down to your school so you got siblings and stuff Ian. yeah 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 got one older brother he is uh three years older than me and uh, i'm gonna go to chemical brothers down in cork uh which is the bottom of uh, ireland which yeah. i've never been to and uh yeah so that's gonna be great fun wicked mate now when, when's that tomorrow oh okay yeah, yeah. And then we got to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the 29th. My mom got a great present for us uh, this year. So Christmas, we got the same tickets to, um, I can't remember which one, but our birthdays aren't too far apart from each other. And then so for our birthdays, she was like, oh, I also got you two tickets to uh, these two gigs. And the two nice. gigs are like within a week of each other. So it's like, oh, yeah, very. That works, very, then, doesn't it? You and your brother yeah, yeah, got a good yeah, thing yeah. going on there. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, very well sort of timed and everything as well it's i'd say it was an easy gift in a way as well because it's like oh well i just get the two of them for them <laughs> yeah it ticks a box for her and you, you can go and enjoy a decent day out together can't you which which is uh which is good be yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that red hot chili peppers gig will be will be amazing is that over in ireland as well yeah yeah it's just in yeah. uh dublin so uh, okay. it's uh, the city where we live in nice nice are you pretty central uh no well, Dublin is on the. Do you mean in the in the city itself? Yeah, I've been Dublin like three times, but I can remember about four minutes of it because I think I was pissed the majority of the time. Yeah. So I've been, <laughs> yeah. When I've come over, it's been on 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 St Patrick's like day and weekend. Oh and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, especially when there's a rugby game on, like like an England Ireland rugby game or something. It's um yeah, such a great place to be, such a great atmosphere and stuff. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I I always hear that from all my um. Uh, obviously I've got shitloads of English friends because I live in London myself, but like I always have that kind of worry that when they go over, like, oh, I hope you're not going to get over like with all the stupid cunts that are going to come over and be like, ah, oh, bleeding England, coming over and in Ireland. It's like, ah, oh, mate, come on. That happened a long time ago. Like, yeah, that's like saying you're annoyed at the Germans because of World War Two, which happened like in a lot of ways closer to the actual like, yeah. yeah. Uh, 19 16 rising like at what point are you going to say here yeah come on welcome <laughs> yeah you got welcome move on move on now and stuff so so you're into a bit of sport and stuff as you grew up on that and then you what you kept doing a bit of that i know you're very much into in, into your sort of fitness and stuff at the moment and you have been for for years and stuff so how did that all come about you just keep doing that through school and that and then keep carrying it on yeah so i kind of like if you're into fitness you'd know that like long distance running is pretty much the opposite to uh, strength training if you are trying to get better at one then it would be better to do nothing rather than to do the other because yeah. it's all yeah. fast twitch muscle slow twitch muscle and uh, putting on size as opposed to being as you know svelte and light as possible yeah and um, so i <laughs> that didn't stop me going like hi uh, uh oh yeah high school for um my uh, for the um English audience to know what I'm the fuck I'm talking about. So that was uh, rugby. And so heading to the gym, strength training. Yeah. And then afterwards, uh, I wasn't particularly good at rugby. I just liked doing it because it was uh, the school was loads of fun. And then afterwards, there was like several schools in the area that all sort of piled into uh, to the local club, which um, 
uh, like kind of sucked the fun out of it for me because if you're if you're not good enough to make the team, yeah. uh, you're you're kind of it's it's a lot more competitive. I'd imagine after it was all kind of ironed out and there was a lot of people that quit because they weren't uh, they weren't ever going to get a game. I would imagine that it got a, a new sense of camaraderie, but I wasn't um, I wasn't arsed going through all that sort of thing. It just wasn't as fun as it previously was. Yeah, uh, it, would, it would be like you know the best people of the three four schools around that would get in so it was just sort of like um loads of my mates um were no longer in it loads of them still were though uh you know um if you if you're into rugby keen healy he went to um okay yeah yeah and ah, and some more obscure people but anyway yeah um so that's when i switched and i i still maintained fitness i was like kind of heading to the gym the odd time just to kind of keep the yeah uh is that what you did at uni and stuff in or well, at the start, I did computer game development, and oh, then yeah. um, I thought that, that would be very uh, creative, and it wasn't. It was all high-level maths and high-level programming, and it was just overwhelming, and I didn't really enjoy it. And then also, the thing that uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was um, one of the speeches at the start from one of the uh, lecturers was, uh, oh, you... The people around you, they're not just going to be your classmates. They are going to be future business contacts. You are going to work with these people. You might start your own businesses with these people. And everyone in the class bar, I think three others, so like four people in total, myself included, were just like if an 80s film made the stereotypical nerds like that was them so like they were all difficult to um uh difficult socially yeah uh just had like every kind of stereotypical uh thing like half of my love as well but it's sort of like the balance changes things entirely where it's like you know oh we play uh dungeons and dragons and we play lots of video games and we do this and but then it's like you know yes and we're bad with girls and we don't uh, we don't socialize very well and we never have parties and we we never oh we, we, we never play sport because it's too intimidating and it's like well, yeah. I mean, why can't you play sport and also be you know very much into dungeons and dragons i'm yeah. sorry not dungeons is it dungeons? yeah yeah d d d I can't remember the one where you um, it's really creative and there's not enough rules and you can take the piss if you want, um, whatever that that uh, thing is. Some loads of my friends play that, but um, that sort of thing. And I was just kind of like, do I really want to be around like people like this for the rest of my life? Like I'd imagine yeah. it'd be quite irritating being like, here lads, but we go down to the we go down to the pub and you know have a couple of drinks and uh, that sort of thing. No, no, no. I want. One of them was saying that they wanted to study during Freshers' Week, and it's like, ah, come on, man. It's we don't really have. We don't have to study. We'll oh, be fine. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that sort of. Um, so that put the, you off then, did it? In terms of just not going down that route. It was a combination of that and the fact that I was completely on. Uh, I did not expect how difficult and how much work would be put into like the coding and the programming and all that sort of thing. And the yeah. utter like complete lack of, I thought there would be a creative element to, okay, let's sit down. What makes a game good? All right. So there's obviously the lights that are flashing and the sounds like those noises when mario jumps on a thing like that that's a really satisfying sound let's look into that why is that sound satisfying okay why are these bright lights right that's to do with your actual 
your vision itself. That's why blondes are uh, tend to be uh, qualified as more attractive than anything else. And it's just because the blonde is closest to yellow and yellow is the most uh, uh, attractive to the human eye. Like I thought it'd be stuff like that where it'd be like, okay, so what's the difference between these two games? Why is this one better? And it's like, oh, well, I think it might be down to X. It might be down to Y. Yeah, more and- of a creative kind of like, you know, ability to just kind of create stuff rather than kind of just, you know, pens and paper type stuff. Yeah, I thought there'd be more of an art element to it, seeing as how, I mean, like, video games are a piece of art. I don't know how anyone could interpret it any other way. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, like, I... Uh, that was the sort of the the two the two things that um cracked me and i i left that pretty quick and then i took up um uh paramedic science because uh it, I, I was thinking about being a firefighter um and the for the same sort of reason as why i enjoyed many sports it's just the sort of the camaraderie element to it yeah and very tricky to get into the uh, the firefighter brigade anywhere. They almost make it particularly difficult to deter people from um, from applications. But in Ireland, they they never said when they're going to be announcing new things. They gave you advice for what we're looking for. Yeah, and I remember they actually started. I had moved on, so it wasn't um it wasn't that bad. But it annoyed the hell out of me because they they started uh, applications for firefighters. And they included uh, people. It was an essential that you had certain things. And one of them was that you have worked at least two years in, um, I can't remember, some sort of a, a civil job in yeah. uh, for that, that was applied to the state. And so that included people like bin men. Yeah. So like if you've worked for, as a bin man for two years, you're more qualified than someone who had studied paramedic science. And that, like, I was out, I was yeah, living in the UK. Sense, does it at all that? I was living in the UK at the time, so it didn't really bother me. It was kind of like, oh, my God, that's so fucking stupid. Like, you can only laugh at it when you're yeah. in that situation. So, um, yeah, but that's the sort of thing where it was just bizarre. But um, after I got my paramedic, um, it's slightly less than a paramedic. You guys would call it uh, an ambulance tech. Over here, it was yeah. an EMTB, uh, which is emergency medical technician technician. Um, basic is what the b stands for there and once i got that i there were no jobs so i decided okay i may as well retrain or because i'd already have this knowledge i'm sure whatever i'm going to take on next if it's in a similar field which was my choice was nursing uh there'd be some crossover and there was there was loads um but nursing again made another terrible mistake and uh the amount of paperwork that's involved in being a nurse is fucking huge and i i'm dyslexic so like i don't the writing is not my strong point at all so yeah. i i you went think that sort of job though without knowing too much about it i think that job was a lot more doing than it would be kind of reporting off the back of doing because surely dealing with people and making people better is more important than necessarily you know writing sheets and sheets of paperwork it might you know i get why they need to be why there needs to be some information but there surely would be a better way of doing it than you know sheets of paper all the time no it's it's i'd say 50 50 and that's if you're good that's if you're good at writing um and oh god like apart from anything else you'd be writing the same shit 10 times uh like including shit you'd be like on the first thing general sort of upkeep okay what was their stool like but then you'd also have to go like oh the stools chart the bristol yeah. stools chart uh what was their shit like and uh, when did it happen and all this sort of thing and it's like 
could you not just have one piece of paper where you could have all this and like, and you know, have it in fine detail, but have it in sections. I don't know why they don't have that. I'm sure they do have their own reasons because I mean, the NHS is clearly more intelligent than me. I'm not going to say like, oh, this is, come on, it's obvious. But yeah. with me not knowing why they were doing this sort of yeah, thing, it, it was like, fucking so frustrating. And I actually got all the way up to year three. And then when it was time to do my dissertation, I just couldn't do it i just stared at the laptop screen uh, i wasn't using facebook or anything else because i was it was an ethernet system so that you couldn't actually go to anything else and i just couldn't fucking do it i was staring at the screen for like two hours a day for i think maybe three weeks until i finally was just like this isn't for you no, yeah, you're at the last minute but like this isn't for you like where do you, what what department do you want to go in where every every placement that i went on i didn't enjoy so bar the one where i went to the dermatology department and there weren't that many people in it and i got to see the uh the 2012 games in uh okay, yeah, yeah. For, the, for the olympics that was the only one i enjoyed because i didn't have to do any work and i got to watch the olympics quite a lot and that was uh that was great and then also because it was a dermatology ward the people that were actually in the hospital weren't that old. They had like just skin ailments. So a lot of people were in there in like watching the games with me. So it was like, yeah. not like being in a pub, but like there was still yeah, you've got a bit of people. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah, yeah. There was like patients there who were like, you know, yes, come on. And like, uh, yeah, I think we, we started doing bets in, uh, in the thing, official ones, but like, you know, bet fair and that sort of thing, but it was still fun to like have a go on with anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get people together. So, so you, so you're doing that, and then how did you get from there to the kind of the um, the trial in terms of sort of 2019? Oh yes, okay. So uh, after that, I studied uh, sports science in St Mary's, which was in um, which is in Twickenham or near Twickenham yeah. anyway, and brilliant university the the big pitch that they had for me uh was that it was a small university which i thought was actually a negative thing but they said uh here trust us guys it may seem as though a bad thing but it really isn't and they were very accurate with that because um to get to it from one class to another i actually had to start adding more time because in the university it's not huge but the amount of time it would take you to just walk through the halls would be twice yeah. as long because you'd be saying hello to so many people that you knew because it was a small community. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, it's it, it you end up with more friends. It's an odd thing to think of, but it was so fucking fun. Amazing. Loved that university so much. And uh, afterwards, um, stuck in with um, uh, uh, working in gyms and working in fitness classes. And uh, I would usually be doing things like um, uh, freelancing classes more more often than anything else yeah. because uh, oh, working in a gym can be very, very taxing in terms of uh, time because you'd be like working late and then working uh, very, very, very early. But then also weekends are the busiest times. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of takes away from um, – the social elements of, of that sort of thing. So I focus more on doing fitness classes and uh, yeah, then COVID happened. So the jobs stopped and uh, that was because I was, sorry, I, I need to backtrack a little bit there. So because there I was doing classes uh, and I was doing a freelance, I often had quite a lot of time where I wasn't working very much. And I can't remember why I ended up started doing it, but um, I did a medical trial for, I think it was for like HIV um, 
uh, a HIV vaccine. And they were like, this is impossible for you to get HIV from this. There is no risk of you getting HIV. Uh, and in every trial that we've previously done with this, there's never been anyone who's been sick. And the amount of money that they gave me was huge. It ended up being, um, I also got over my fear of needles, uh, which was dead handy. Uh, uh, It was like near my house, it would be like, I remember I calculated it. It was like a 15 minute walk to the hospital. Um, The hospital appointment was just giving blood. So that would take about 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And then 15 minutes back. So under an hour. I would get paid a hundred pounds per week for, to just go in and just come back out. And then after that, I started doing a lot more um, uh, medical trials pretty much whenever I could do them. Yeah. And uh, again, like you get you, it's not like they don't tell you what's happening. They almost badger you with information about everything that they're doing. So the is, more they give you and stuff that if something does happen, they can always turn around and say, well, we've given you all of this. You've signed that. We gave you this booklet or whatever. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast over the last sort of few months or so. Um, we're now getting thousands and thousands of downloads and views every single episode, but that is not all. Big news to come. We're looking for a sponsor for the podcast. And the reason for that is we're looking to take our thousands of downloaders and viewers to tens and hundreds of thousands of downloads and viewers. So if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, if you're a business owner that wants to get some extra exposure to thousands of people per week, please get in touch. Let's talk at thesilententrepreneur.co.uk. Yeah. And even uh, in that situation, so like a lot of people have said, like, you know, well, have you ever thought that that's what has caused your brain cancer? And it's like, yeah, I suppose like that's not um, something that is not a possibility. But then again, me playing like having a phone to my ear could have caused that. The the doctor said they have no idea what causes brain cancers. It's like just uh, something that they don't uh, know the cause of. There doesn't seem to be any correlation with like, you know, smoking lung cancer that's connected, drinking drinking too much liver cancer all that sort of thing um they haven't found out what causes brain cancer but the um so i did those trials and even if it might have like let's just go with the um the maximum amount of uh, negativity towards that it also hugely protected my life because as a 30 year old at the time uh the chances of me going in to get a random scan, a random MRI scan on my brain, like for yeah, no reason. You wouldn't have done it, yeah. You wouldn't have done it. So it was through these medical trials that they did this scan and they did detect um, that I had a brain tumor. And then from then it was on to, you know, uh, second tests and so on. And it's, uh, it's led me to this point now. So take me back to that day, Ian, that you you were told, you know, the news. Ian, I'm really sorry, but you've you've got a brain tumor. What, uh, what, what actually happened, sort of thing? What's when they said that it was uh, when they first found it, or when they said, "All right, this is cancerous. You need to go into surgery." Uh, maybe both. All right. Well, the first one, uh, I was upset because I was like, "Shit, does this mean that I can't do that medical trial?" And the doctor was like, "Uh." yes you're 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 in a very difficult health position you cannot do the trial i was like ah fuck that was gonna be four thousand five hundred quid that was gonna be like you know christmas and summer holidays sorted like that and uh so that was the first thing because they said it was benign so i looked up benign tumors and loads of people have them 
uh, like uh, uh, the Hulk um, has uh, what's his what's his name again? Um, oh, oh, the actor, yeah, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Hulk actor's name. Uh, I said it's uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo oh, has yeah. a has a brain tumor, and it's still in there. It's the fucking Hulk, and yeah. then. You know, it's crazy because I always make all these little. Uh, whenever I'm making videos, I'm always trying to make it these little sort of um, not not so much jokes, but they are still kind of funny. Where it's like I am Tony Stark. Tony Stark had a load of shrapnel blasts in, blasted into his body. Uh, I had a brain tumor blasted into my body. Thanos, you know, clicked his fingers and killed half the population. And cancer affects statistically one in two people yeah, which crazy, is yeah. fucking crazy high numbers but i didn't even know that until last year and i thought mm. like, i was in like when i found out that i was in like a where was i I think i was with family like having a barbecue or something the other year and um there's like five six of us and like really when you think about that you think shit you know half of us statistically you're going to get cancer at some point in our lifetime like that's Absolutely, mental, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, really, it's scary when you think about those sort of numbers. Like, it really it brings things closer to home, doesn't it? When you start thinking about, you know, fifty percent of people that are in your family, of everybody you meet, of every single person at work, of every person you walk down the road with. Yeah, crazy. I always just throw that like, uh, so I use the Thanos thing of how, like, you know, all right, so half of them die, and then like, what happens to everybody else in in Endgame? Do they look like they're having fun? Like, no, they're not. So I'm always yeah. telling people like on the on the channels and that sort of thing where it's like don't think of this as you're donating to me or don't think of following my channel as like you know you want to help me out think of it as fucking health insurance and this is the best health insurance um policy that you're ever going to come across because you don't have to pay any money you just got to follow you know the king of chemo on this 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 channel and it still doesn't hit everybody <laughs> like if someone yeah. pitched it to me like that I'd be like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I tap a button where I don't pay money and money goes to cancer research. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all right, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, but it's like, it's uh, it's bonkers. Or even if you want to be completely selfish, like you still got a one in two chance. Well, it's one in two if you're female and one in three if you're male. So woohoo, patriarchy. <laughs> and um, But like, I think pretty much everybody just sort of goes with like rather than saying oh it's one in whatever the mathematics is of one third plus one uh one half minus two or whatever it is um but uh, yeah so that's always what i i sort of make the uh the the connection to and then also the fact that uh chadwick boseman fucking the black panther died of cancer it's like what fucking hope do i have that guy's in the like (laughs) famous for being an unbelievably really, good yeah. nick and yeah. then like you know has all that uh money available from doing like you know blockbuster successful film and it's like shit how the fuck am i gonna survive this if that man like you know what what do i have that he didn't have in abundance yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well. so it sounds like from that first time that you found out it was kind of like just hadn't really gone in and you were worried about the cash and the trial and stuff what about the second time? I'm guessing maybe that did that hit home a little bit more. Or? No, so it was like I was at, I had six months to mull it over, and um, like I looked up uh, benign brain tumors and the rest of it, and so uh, what's this mull over whether you were going to have an operation to? Or... Well, well, that was the thing. The second time that I was going to have the scan, um, it was not going to be for any treatment. It was literally just okay. going to be 
where I'm at now, which is we're going to scan your brain again just yeah. to keep an eye on it. We're not going to add pills. We're not going to add uh, surgery. We're going to just keep an eye on it. And then if um, you, if we see growth, that might change things. You might need to go on medication. But um, for the moment, don't worry about it. Uh, we're just going to keep an eye on it. So, yeah. like, you know, that's not something particularly to be worried about if you're hearing that from um, from the doctors. So I, I took their word for it. Yeah. And then um, the second time, though, they saw it. It was like, okay, uh, we were wrong. This, um, whatever the way they were, able, able, they were able to tell that it's not growing. I'm sure there's something like, you know, um, roots of a tree. It's like, if oh, if it has roots, it means it's growing. If it doesn't have roots, it means it's not. I, I, I'm just making that up. But yeah. whatever way they were able to tell that it doesn't look like it's growing. The second time, um, it had grown by 33%. And so they're like, all right, yeah, this is uh, this is growing, this is growing aggressively. So we need to take action pretty much straight away. And then um, that was that was scary, but that was scary in the moment. But the doctor that I had was, um, I don't know if it was just his way or if he's just a, a master at sort of getting the vibe and getting the energy off uh, another human being because straight away he just knew exactly how to calm me yeah. down, which was just to be like, all right, so here are your options. Here's the things. I like just hear the things that we're going to do. Yeah. Here are the things that you can do. Here are the options. Here's the, uh, here's the advice. So that to me, that was like, you know, exactly yeah. rather what rather I than focusing on the problem and laboring on that and delivering that news on in a long way it was hit you with it and then give you the option so you've got something to yeah. look at yeah yeah so almost like uh, that sort of uh did you ever hear that jim jeffries bit where he's going on about how if a kid hurts himself uh, you have like a window where if you just go over and like play with them they almost yeah. forget, forget their, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and it's spot on like I, I used to work with kids and it is really true if you hurt them and you run over we used to have this trick that uh works oh, so often they hurt themselves and you go over and you go, oh, where, where did you hit? Where did you go here? And they'd be like, my elbow. And we go, oh, okay, will we take it off? Will we bite it off? And we go like that. And they yeah. go, no. Nah! <laughs> and yeah, they just yeah. forget. And they forget they it's done then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you just go, okay, come on, back, get back into the line. And we'll do that. We'll play the ball thing again. <laughs> it, it was so effective. It was great. And um, yeah, so I was, it, I think he must have just sort of seen me as the same way where it's like, you know, you know, take a breath, take that in, and now straight on to, uh options straight away options forward thinking don't sort of dwell on the situation and um yeah so that was the the options the, like the options seemed completely uh obvious to me because it was like all right you can you can not have brain surgery and we can just put you on chemotherapy or we can have brain surgery and uh that's we'll then be able to tell what kind of a brain tumor it is and we might be able to do more accurate um medical treatments uh and then within the brain surgery you can either do it awake or you can um go under an anesthesia and the difference being is that when you are awake we're able to get a, a prong and like poke at different parts of the brain that is not actually damaging to the brain but it shows they test you so like if ever you've seen footage of someone having brain surgery and they're playing a, a, the piano or a violin or something that's not just like a a, a visual gimmick that's yeah. actually something that they will do um, to, to make certain bits react. 
Yeah, exactly. Because your your brain works kind of like big rooms with furniture in it, and so the different compartments control different parts. And it all it also um it matters which which hand is your dominant hand. So because okay. my I'm right handed, the left uh, temporal uh, lobe affects speech. So they had me basically playing articulate. So they were just like, okay, which one of these is a uh, is it the cat? Which one is the dog? And I'd have to be like, that's the cat, that's the dog, that's you know a tree, that's a bush, and so on and so forth. And then w- when I would stall for a second, and that's all it would be, it would just be me stalling, uh, they'd know, okay, the this tissue is um, speech tissue, whereas this tissue is like a- empty space of the room, just to go okay. back to that metaphor. And so they can remove as much of the empty space of the room. Um, they don't want to damage the furniture, the working parts. And then what happens to your brain, the younger you are, the, the more effective it is at doing this. But the younger you are, the better. Almost similarly to you know us as people, the, the easier it is to move furniture around the younger we are. So yeah. you can then move that furniture into a different room and it still is uh, functional. And so that's pretty much exactly what uh, happened to me um, where because I was so young, uh, they said, oh, yeah, your speech was going to be damaged for about a year. And it only took six days until it was back to full function, like no, um, no issues with, you know, thinking of words or uh, struggling to uh, think of basic basic sort of descriptions of things like I, I was. Uh, unable to um how would i say i was playing a video game the first time i discovered the the speech not impediments but the speech issues and i was literally playing like um uh red alert which is like chess except you have to build your army fast nurse comes in and asks um how are you feeling yep feeling fine uh any headaches no any of this no any of this no okay uh we're gonna do a neurological test with you now i was like yeah it's fine Okay, so uh, first question, where are you? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I couldn't think where I was. Wow. I knew where I was, but then to actually verbally say where I was, uh, I broke it down to um, I am in a, sounds like a hostel, but it's for sick people. And then- So uh, you know what you want to say, but you just couldn't deliver it. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's exactly just like, you know, when you're, oh, it's all, who's that? Well, I mean, we literally did it a couple of seconds. I was, or it's like, uh, who's the celebrity who um, plays the Hulk? And it's Mark Ruffalo. It's like, we probably did know that somewhere in our mind. But like yeah. to get it on second is, uh, you know, you're not able to do that. But now just imagine that with basic, uh, yeah. basic words. And uh, same thing happened. I was playing uh, a game of Warzone, uh, Call of Duty Warzone with, uh, with, with one of my friends after I got out the hospital. And uh, I'm here, you know, shooting left, shooting right, sliding in under doors and checking corners and doing all this, like, you know, high active brain activity stuff. But then when it was like, shit, uh, Johnny, I need a, I need, ah, oh, fuck, what is it? Uh, the, the thing, it starts with A. And he's like, uh, ammo? No, 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 the other thing, the other thing that starts with A. Armor plates? Yeah, 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 I need armor plates, I need armor plates. <laughs> and so I was like strange but like it is so your brain is so compartmentalized that um losing one part of it almost has zero difference to losing another it's not like uh if you have heart damage or lung damage or damage to your stomach that like you know the kind of the whole system is broken down yeah it's fascinating 
So what? So what? So based on that, then, when did you know? When did you find out that you're in a position where your situation was terminal? Um, that was after the six days. We went in to do a checkup um, with the doctors and with uh, some of the more uh, specialized nurses and stuff. And that's when they were like, "All right, yeah, we got the results back. We got your prognosis, which is like uh, where they're sort of more certain of of tests." And I said, yeah, so uh, it is stage three, which is um, not what we want. It's not the worst, It's but it's, you know, it's not good. And they said, you are going to go into, um, well, not going to, the smartest option is for you to go into radiotherapy and chemotherapy. And then obviously I was there asking, all right, well, like, uh, what, what are we talking about with um, uh life expectancy and they were like here look please don't ask that question <laughs> we never like answering that question that's completely in like you know um that's in the films that's in you know that's in breaking bad where he says like you have one year to live it's like yeah. we, like we're, we're basing this off of stats and stats are vastly you know for for many thousands of people they are kind of accurate but for the individual we you never want yeah. to say it because you're, you are an individual and like this is going to be completely inaccurate. You might be dead tomorrow. You might not ever die from this at all. You know, it's basically it's the same as life in general. Where it's yeah, like, you don't yeah, know how course, long yeah. you're going to live for. But like then, of course, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But how long? Come on. Give me, give me, give me the answer. Give me, give me, give me. And uh, then they were like, okay, well, on paper, it would be about six to like five to six years. And then they were like, but we need to point out that where the stats that you fall into are people that come into a um, uh, come into a a GP service or or, or uh, to talk to the doctors and uh, get an MRI without symptoms, which wow. is for my age incredibly rare. So most of the stats for people who take who go into surgery with no symptoms are normally more than twice my age because when you're in your sixties, that's when you start going, okay, I should probably just get like a yearly checkup, you know, of everything, check the heart, check the lungs, check everything, look out for, look out for tumors, look out for diseases. And, um, so they were like, so, and particularly for the brain, they then started saying the brain is an organ that, um, the younger it is, it is far more susceptible to uh, recovery. So it's like you are in such a unique place that we do not have data that is relevant to your situation. So it's like on the one hand, some people could get extremely frustrated with that. And I'm lucky that I kind of was sort of like, okay, so basically you're telling me that I am a normal person and I don't know when I'm going to die. And they're just kind of like, Yes. And I was like, all right, well, all right, I'll keep going on living life like a, a normal person to a degree and obviously try to correct things that you can Google about um, uh, brain cancer, like, you know, taking little um, certain pills that they say might be good. Well, certain um, foods that yeah. uh, they say might be good for cancer and avoiding the ones that are uh, cancer uh, associations, which, yeah. you know, no surprises. It's all the fun stuff. It's all yeah, yeah. just like, Junk food and uh, sugar, particularly sugar. Um, the more I, uh, the more I read up on that, that's definitely the biggest like uh, food for for cancer. Um, and and then of course the one that means the most to me, <laughs> booze. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, thankfully they are. Yeah, thankfully that is not good for uh, cancer, but sugar is worse. Okay. Junk food is like uh, the second worst, and then alcohol is the third. So at least it's not the worst. Is, is all I can worst. say. Because God, it's so much fun. So, so what? So what happened then from when you found out that all of this information to when you started to actually think, okay, what can I do to put a positive spin? Because everything that I've seen on you on social media with your TikTok videos and different things that are up with everything that you're looking to do at the moment with your fundraising for your marathons and different things and your sponsorships. It's all incredibly putting an amazingly positive spin on uh, what a normal person would, would seem to be an incredibly negative situation that, that for you to be in, obviously in the position that you're in. So, and, and that was part of the reason to, for, 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 for us to get in contact was was just to kind of understand that because a lot of our audience are younger people and and one person's problem might be something that's not that much of an issue for somebody else everyone's an individual everyone's unique and everyone's got their own issues and one person's easy might be some person's hard and the one thing i do know about our audience wherever they are in the world and whatever the age they are is a lot of people do interact and talk about their challenges and their problems whether that be people dying whether that be illnesses whether that be starting a new company or whether that be being sick of their current company or whether it be personal issues, mental health issues, whatever it is. When did your mind switch from getting that news to I need to do something positive about this situation? Um, One day. Really? Wow. Yeah. Next day. Next day I was uh, sorting it out. And to be honest, I probably would like in a way it was almost a, a pre-thought because I, I wasn't going in there thinking, ah, yeah, this is a this is all going to be fine. This is like, all right, what happens if it's bad? What are you going to do? And yeah. Uh, yeah, so straight away afterwards, uh, I kind of formulated the, the 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 idea of what I was going to do. And I probably would have gone. <laughs> I probably would have like started making the announcement and started make like I literally started making the video. um my first uh, YouTube video, which uh, with experience is uh, is far too long and far too babbling and uh, definitely needs to be a lot better. But uh, ah, it, it, it did its job. You've got, you got to start somewhere, haven't you? you got to start somewhere. And I'd highly advise that to absolutely everybody who's listening to this is uh, YouTube, TikTok, social media. We all use them, but like oh, for the creative spark, I don't, even though they are saturated mar- markets for people who put videos out, I still don't, th- I still, I think everybody should be doing it the same way as like, you know, uh, if you can draw, you should draw because it's just uh, uh, creating things in general, like, you know, going out if, uh, people work um don't really do that much DIY, but every so often they need to like make some IKEA furniture that everyone finishes up and there's an, a natural sort of satisfaction to it. Yeah. And I really think that like having a not just like uploading videos of you on holiday and being like, you know, oh Mexico's great, but like, you know, actually sort of just like, for no reason other than it's fun to do. Just like yeah. make, make, make something that is uh creative because it is there is beauty in uh, in creating things. But um, the, but I want to mention one thing just from what you were saying there about how so many people are dealing with problems. I'd highly recommend you read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book or listen to his audio book, um, uh, David and Goliath, because the entire thing is all about how disadvantages might not actually be advantages. And it just goes through all these different cases where it actually scientifically proves 
Uh, if you don't know who Malcolm Gladwell is, you might recognize um, Freakonomics because he was part of the uh, the author for that. And uh, one of the things that he's like uh, he points out is, oh, it's something like um, 25 percent of uh, and now straight away, this does not mean that something bad happening to you uh, is a good thing. It just means that some people, those disadvantages can actually create um, uh, strengths and abilities and uh, a sort of a mental uh, toughness that leads yeah. to uh, better things in, in the long term. Yeah. Um, you, you can see it when people go off to war and like they come back and they look not necessarily worn out older but they just look more like oh you're an adult you are like you you left when you were 25 and you're back and you're 27 but like you look like you are now and matured in all ways shape or form i think with every bad experience there's there's things that you learn develop experience um and that that you can't put a price on that and i think from me personally i think some of my biggest turning points and my biggest kind of eureka moments biggest learning points in my life are when the shittest things have happened to me and it's been how have i dealt with it how have i computed it and how am i but more importantly what am i going to do to use that situation to bounce back even stronger yeah exactly how am i going to be able to overcome this how can i surmount this uh this thing that's in front of me that you know seems insurmountable like how am i going to be able to deal with that and then you get to the other end and it's like oh okay so this that wasn't the end marathons are much the same everyone thinks marathons are incredibly difficult i ran one not well not a full one but i ran 29 uh kilometers yesterday and uh, the only reason that i didn't finish was because i was meant to be at uh yeah, oh, I can say this. I can say this, sponsor. <laughs> so oh, I was, yeah. And yeah, I was meant to be at. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's more than one, and there's one that I have been asked not I'll, to mention. I'll, for I'll, another... t- I'll tell you what, mate. Before you go on to that, tell people about what you're trying to do now to raise the money you're looking to, and then we can, and then because that will probably lead into how you're doing it because it's quite different and unique that your approach at the moment. Yeah, so uh, I kind of um, knew that if I was going to be asking for donations through my social media channel that it would crawl it would not be entertaining so i was like okay well what i'm going to do is basically a shit version of live aid and i'm going to be a shit version of freddie mercury and i'm going to try and attract people through entertainment and uh through entertainment then get my um get donations but at the same time i'm not going to be saying like you know give me money give me money give me money give me money i was going to be doing things like playing video games and it was like all right guys i'm going to be on a treadmill because I'm training for a marathon and I'm going to play uh, Call of Duty. And every time I get a headshot while I'm on the treadmill, I just want you to donate like one pound, like a tiny amount of money. So the money is so small that um, whoever is watching likely wants to donate because it's like we both win. It's like, and then like every time I, I call it headshots for head cancer. And then, so it was like, every time get a headshot, like everybody would be celebrating like, yes, we get to like, yes, we get to donate, like make it fun and uh, put the fun in fundraising. And so there was that. And then I also, um, there's a few ways that I wanted to make it. tattoo raffles as well, didn't you? Yeah, 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 I can. From being a Celtic fan, didn't you get a Rangers tattoo on on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Someone came out. He was the guy who got that, uh, who wanted that tattoo where it's like, um, 
uh glasgow rangers we are the people uh he was actually the nicest guy ever so like i you a lot of people would have assumed that it was like you know oh you'll get Anna tattoo will you well then fuck celtic get the rangers tattoo and he wasn't he was like he was all like you know here i want this to be like you know a bit of fun or whatever and all the sort yeah. of thing and i completely read where he was going with but yeah let me show you the tattoos <laughs> So I've uh, I haven't done one recently, but I am definitely going to pick this back up again. Yeah. So those are all of them there. So you'd basically do a all raffle, down, and, then um, the winner, and, and then the winner of the raffle gets to pick a tattoo. Who yeah. Shows that one. That's a that's a Michael Collins reference. The big the big man, and then yeah. where's a good look, Ian? Yeah, yeah. I think that was my <laughs> my little cousin. Yeah, I think my little cousin did that one. Their parents donated um my my uncle and my um yeah. auntie oh, step auntie, so, yeah, auntie. So, so this was where you you did a raffle and the winner of the raffle gets to pick what they pick what what goes on your leg. Yeah, so what it was was like uh, I I said okay, so imagine the raffle like uh, a fiver. Everybody who pays a fiver gets uh, a raffle ticket thrown in. So yeah. uh you can if you donate more, you have larger chance of winning. But if you donate anything, you still have a chance. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, you know, incentivizes people to uh, to donate more, but doesn't say like, hey, it's just top donation person wins. And I definitely will be uh, going back to the tattoos because like I, it's it's my boxer line. It You know, anyone who sees underneath my boxer line, if they're going to be having an issue with the fact that I uh, have tattoos there. They don't yeah. deserve to see what's under my boxer line anyway. That's it, so. man. Uh, privileged people anyway. Who cares? Yeah, that sort of thing. And um, so I think what my new, I need to like sort of obviously sort it out better, but the new one is going to be um, not so much writing, but actual um, pictures. And I think what I want to do is every single time double it in price and in size. So make it so it's a... Uh, people want to get in quick and do it it will probably end up being companies at the end that will will want to to do the donations so like the first one is you got to pay a grand and then you get to tattoo something on anything you want obviously um, if they want to have like uh, a swastika or something i'll tell them to fuck off but like if they wanted to somehow be like oh no 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 but i want the hindu symbol of peace i want like these ends to be like this and that symbolizes the hindu symbol of peace i'd be like Okay, fine. Uh, like yeah. that's uh, I can see what you're getting at here. It's a dark joke. I'll I'll, I'll take that. But then hopefully uh, the next people that come in happen to be like you know oh yeah we represent the uh, uh, the, the the Jewish temple in like North London and we want to get a star of David but we want it to be twice as big as the the Hindu symbol of peace and it's yeah, like yeah. ah I see what you're doing there yeah 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 let's do that and um, yeah so that was what I was kind of hoping for because if there's a there was uh something a while back called like i can't remember what it was called but it was like a, a pixel thing where everybody could buy a pixel for a dollar and apparently yeah. there's a million uh squared pixels in, on a screen and what it ended up as as uh so some people just bought one just to be able to choose a pixel for fun yeah. and it ended up that actually like uh coca-cola and well-known products started buying pixels because it was advertising and it was actually very um cheap advertising because loads yeah. of people were interested in this pixel thing that was being bought yeah. and this guy's making a million on such a simple concept and how it got um 
attractive and that like that. So loads of people wanted to pile on and get in on it while it's while it's still hot because once it hits a million, that's it, it's gone. And so we can look up that uh, pixel thing right now and that advertisement still stands. Obviously, people aren't looking at it as much anymore. And I want the tattoos to be the same thing where it's yeah. like, get those tattoos now, get them early. Yeah. And again, it's just engaging the audience. In turn, and the, But the end goal, rather than there being, you know, the end goal in terms of why you're looking to do it and what you're looking to raise, like you said before, it's kind of that a free insurance, well, not free, but an insurance policy, you know, trying to find, donating the money to find the cure. It's kind of taking the, it's taking the whole, in my opinion, anyway, it's, it's replacing the whole traditional, give me money, give me money, give me money for something that's actually taking that person that gives the money on a journey or the company that gives the money on a journey to make them feel emotionally and emotively part of something that is going to be fantastic and, you know, goes and does what it needs to do through your, channels and your following because like you said before exactly you've got, people, you've got people donating which is great you're, you're you're focusing more on that sponsorship side aren't you yes so uh the those are the things that are sort of to, uh to reward people donating but my primary goal is uh is to get a channel really big and I'll, we're at the we're at the magical moment now where we are actually getting sponsors i've had uh, i've had some sponsors uh like that were unofficially announced like we were talking how we're going to do it for for a while now but now this is at the point where i get to announce them and um I, i'd assume most people that follow you know the king of chemo on uh, on the social channels are able to see what my idea is but when i pitch the idea uh, if you're in the slightest bit skeptical, not if you're stupid, just if you're in the slightest bit skeptical, which I am on the internet, I would think this is bullshit. This guy is trying to get popular on social media. He, if he has cancer or he doesn't have cancer, I don't care. He's just trying to piggyback off that effect, which I am. I mean, it's 100% what I'm trying to do. But um, the results of it being is that a big channel gets sponsorship because giving to a charity for a company is tax deductible. So they naturally do uh, quite a lot of charitable donations anyway. However, if they're donating to me, they then get the advertisement. So from a marketing perspective in, you know, living in a, a, a capitalist society, any company that sees what I'm doing and sees, you know, 1.2 million followers on, uh, TikTok and you know f nearly fifty thousand on Instagram and I'm trying to get everyone encourage them to get onto the YouTube and uh, sort of break through because I feel like once you break through it the momentum carries on for almost yeah. forever. Um, any company that looks at that and thinks, okay, the, the idea of this is just money in the bank, but also does he fit to our um oh what's the does he fit to our brand is there a way that we yeah. can get to fit him because i mean like yeah. he makes a lot of dark jokes i don't think it's going to suit that we like run a a sweet company for children and he also constantly is talking about how sweet uh, how uh sugar is the fucking devil so like uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe we're not going to be able to work with him oh god what a shame but then if it's something like you know uh someone who sells like um sports gear it's like all right well what's he doing he's running around all the time he's you know saying you know two fingers up to cancer i'm gonna you know do these crossfit games on you know 
23rd of June. If you live in Ireland and you want to see that, 23rd of June or July, and then, like, you know, oh, he's doing a half marathon there. Half, yeah, just here. Um, wear our clothes. We'll donate uh, every time you wear our clothes on camera. You know, something like that. It's yeah. just seeing it's makes sense if, doesn't it if they're going to be donating the money anyway as part of their business business plan and proposition why don't they get something for it as well but actually that's building credible donations into the pot for you on a larger scale it's, it's win-win all around really isn't it because the end game is it's going to the right place thank you very much for supporting the podcast over the last sort of few months or so um, we're now getting thousands and thousands of downloads and views every single episode but that is not all Big news to come. We're looking for a sponsor for the podcast. And the reason for that is we're looking to take our thousands of downloaders and viewers to tens and hundreds of thousands of downloads and viewers. So if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, if you're a business owner that wants to get some extra exposure to thousands of people per week, please get in touch. Let's talk at thesilententrepreneur.co.uk. Exactly. And then another thing that I'm sort of seeing into the future, we're not there yet, is uh so there's four charities through if you go into curecancerdietrain.com and you want to donate yourself there are four charities that you can do because i was doing this over social media and as you're proving right now i had no idea where my um uh the the fan base or whatever you'd call it was going to be most popular so uh, at the moment i think it is i think the actual followers are more uk i'd need to look back at that at tiktok uh, and the donations are higher for Ireland because that makes sense yeah. if you think about it. Because obviously the uh, the first um, jolt was uh, was all my uh, Irish friends and associates, but then also people would have a bit more national yeah. pride and that sort of thing. However, the uh, two companies are both British, so when they start donating, the first two sponsors are British. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mention this. So uh, the the four different charities. Um, what I wanted to happen was uh, they have percentages closer to the uh, the marker for for the world record, and so Ireland is currently the only one that has reached the one percent out of a hundred percent funding raised, and uh, the UK is in close second. But if we get to a point where it's like you know, hey, Ireland has uh, we're at the twenty percent mark. The UK were at nineteen last night, but they did like you know, loads of UK people donated last night because I did a UK event or something like that, and now they're at twenty one percent. And then I can start going like, hey, Ireland, sort your shit out. The England are leading, and like you know, I'm Irish. Like, what? Where are you at? And then uh, the same sort of thing. Maybe I get on like. you know, at Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, and that ends up being, you know, super popular in uh, in the US market. Although he's that probably a bad example. He's very global. Um, kind I know of what guy. you mean, though. It's kind of like you you you're using that channel and that and and your presence and your and the story and the journey and everything for for maximum um, maximum reward. But rather than you being a you know somebody who's taking all the money for yourself as like a YouTuber or whatever. You know the money. The money's going to a place which is effectively everybody's going to benefit. So why wouldn't wouldn't people help do that? Especially if they're just following and it's not actually costing them anything. Yeah. Um, are you able, so with these brands that you're talking to? Then have you got have you got sponsorship confirmed? Are you able to let the cat out the bag on on who yeah, you're so, working with? What like so? I'm sure if you if you follow any of my channels, you'll be able to find out who the second one is very soon uh, because I am doing a running event. Uh, with this particular um, uh, sponsor on the 5th of July, where it's literally me running around in 
central London. And uh, for everybody who comes uh, to the uh, to the the company, the the company that I'm not uh, that asked me not to say at the moment will donate for everybody who shows up. So it's almost like the same um, the same sort of thing, like the race for life, where it's cancer research, yeah. except you don't actually pay to go on this run. The yeah. company pays cancer for research that. for you showing up. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's a, that's a really good um, uh, strategy. I really like that one. And then, uh, so obviously very soon I'll be able to announce that one, but the one that I can say where, where it was, uh, the, the release was, uh, for, um, Brewdog. And the reason that, wow. uh, Brewdog were getting behind me was because I pitched them because I, I just really liked their, uh, their brand in the first place, but also I, th- their non-alcoholic beer is terrific it's like it's not as nice as normal beer i'll be straight uh, which is there but to have the option i think not even just to have the option as a cancer patient because i don't really let the consumption of alcohol bother me too much i'm not actually a heavy drinker i just really uh you know in, enjoy it when it's there um but uh to have the option of a non-alcoholic beer for like uh i come in from a run yeah and to, to have a beer after a run or after a heavy uh, exercise oh god it's fucking heaven and you know a lot of the time i will have a beer but sometimes you know middle of the day you don't want to have a beer in the middle of the day you got shit to do so yeah. it acts as the as the straight cover or another one would be um you like you don't want to be hung over or you want to keep drinking but you don't actually want to get more drunk that's the more common uh scenario for me Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the bar and you can be like, rather than going pint and then pint thing of water, pint thing of water, pint thing of water, which, you yeah. know, is the advice for, uh, getting rid of the hangover. Um, you can just order, uh, an alcohol free beer that doesn't taste like shite. All the, all yeah. of them seem to taste like, uh, the water that you are the, yeah. the milk after cereal. It's like, it, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't taste nice, but when you're going to take a beer and it tastes like sugary water or sugary milk it's not no, what you want no no oh, no i'll vouch for the brew dog stuff is 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 really good really good i'm a, I'm a big fan of their both of both you know all the options really from the, the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic i've tried most of them and you get the packs of brew dog don't you with the mixtures yeah 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 I, that's part of the fun as well is that like because they keep coming out with um new weird flavors and some of them uh, are quite nice like um hazy jane is relatively new um it's been out for a while, but you know, it's yeah. relatively new. And that's the the one that I buy the most now. It used to be the punk IPA. And yeah. I come out with stuff stuff that's absolutely fucking stinkers, but at the same time, it's still fun to be like, let's try the yeah. milkshake. Uh uh, oh, what was it? The chocolate, not the, the like the white chocolate raspberry um IPA. And it's like I don't want that, but I want <laughs> to fucking try it. I'll, I'll try it once, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does taste like a milkshake, which I like. I wouldn't. Uh, it's, it's definitely worth buying once. It's, yeah. it is just sort of, it's almost like from a what's that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Or it, it's like they have a sweet that is um, a, a three course dinner, and then the girl turns into a big balloon or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, it's the it's the uh, blackberry pie. We just can't get the blackberry pie thing right. It's like, they, like they, that. They do, they do come across that. I listen to the Peter Crouch podcast and they're, they're brewing one for, 
for, for their podcast, a special one for them. And yeah, they seem to oh, be really no like that. I, I love Brewdog. I think they're a brilliant, brilliant company. Like they're so bang on trend with stuff that's going on. And yeah, and, and, and then again, living by what they believe in and what their nature, them obviously supporting and being the first sponsor for you is, is, you know, that's amazing. It's proving the concept that what you're trying to do in terms of building your following and your channels you know, for larger companies to go and burden the financial weight and everybody else exactly. just to get involved. It's, it's a, it's a fan, you know, I really hope it works. It's proven that it works as well. I mean, if you look at your TikTok and stuff, and I think the first story I ever saw, saw of yours on TikTok, one of my mates sent me it. And he's like, um, and I think the, you mentioned about the first seven seconds of TikTok and stuff. I think the first 10 seconds, you, I think it's had like six and a half million views on TikTok or something, right? Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. You're I running down what... the street. Um, you're running down the street at night with a, I think you've got a crown or a headband or something on. You're like, this is no, me. No, no, This is just like uh, a yeah. head tied back. That's tied all. back, is it? Yeah. Completely different when, uh, when it gets tied back like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what? It, it, even from speaking to you now and just those first 10 seconds of that video, you know, you can completely get your point across because it's like you're speaking openly, positive. You're being completely you know, point blank, straight down the line with everyone. You're like, this is me. I've got terminal cancer, but I'm not, you know, I'm not letting it get hold of me. I don't look like I'm ill, but this is the situation. And you're running. And I just think even the first 10 seconds of that, just sum up you as a person, really, even from speaking to you for a short while today and obviously previously and stuff, just your, your attitude to turning what's happening into something genuinely where people want to get involved, I think, uh, the way you're going about it is brilliant perfect brilliant and i, and I ha- hold my hat off to you because i, I think it and, and, and the nature of how you do it ah you well, should have started the podcast with your own hat there's where you I, see I should, if i, I was taking my hat off i could i, know, <laughs> I should i should have put a hat on as well it'll take it'll take away from my shit haircut but yeah, <laughs> and the, fact, the fact that you're using your kind of like comedic side as well with the fitness with the just general fuck what's happening this is what i'm doing type attitude around what you're what, what what's going on in your life i think it's brilliant and i think people will engage with it they have clearly engaged you've got millions of followers across your platforms and that's only ever going to increase and brands are now getting involved and and i really hope from you coming on today and talking about what you're trying to do in the way that you've done that in a real honest open normal guy type fashion um but with a real thirst and hunger for making this work I think um, you know, I really hope some of uh, some of the brands that listen to the podcast and that will see this on social media and see you in the future. I hope they get involved, and I hope yeah, we fingers can, crossed. I hope we, can, I hope we can spur things on because yeah, I think what you're doing is brilliant, mate. Really well, inspirational. One thing that you just said there is something that I'm a, a huge believer in. As you said, you're like you're just a normal guy, which I could not agree with more. And some of the sort of the the reason that I. Um, uh that i've kind of the things that i've thought about would be like you know we always look back at the history of the world wars and we think like oh my god like d-day you know the doors opening up and you've got to run through a beach with a machine gun how did they do it and we will always sort of i i think it's very weird if you're going to be like ah they're just normal guys we do that if uh if you know world war came around and if you said that someone else would be like oh well you shut up we'd cower we'd shit our pants we wouldn't and as it might sound arrogant, but I think we would. I think it's just naturally in the, um, like the human mind to be able to do things that seem 
incredibly difficult. But then when it actually comes down to the moment, I think most people, most human beings actually do rise to the occasion and that we don't know about that until that situation comes around. So in a lot of cases, I really did like that um, cancer came into my life because it was that's what I sort of felt where it's like, all right, this is saving Private Ryan and I'm, you know, both Tom Hanks and Private Ryan and I get to sort of, this is my moment. I get to, you know, what am I going to, how am I going to handle this? And I get to, you know, you play video games all the time and you get to be the, uh, what is it, the protagonist and you get to do all that sort of stuff and you kind of in your own head think like, what would I do in that situation? This is my moment. This is where I get to find out, you know, what, what I'm made of. But I think most people would actually you know, if sort of, if they thought about it in that regards, I mean, how many examples are there of people who get cancer and they just go, right, let's do some weird shit with this. And like, let's, uh, let's take advantage of it in some ways, because I it's, think it shows it's, real strength, mate, really does. And like, I, I do agree with you. I think everybody has strength inside, but it's, it's when it comes out. And if you're not given, I suppose, given an opportunity of real, you know, I, I won't say turmoil, but a real kind of challenge, I suppose the right word is. Then yeah, discomfort you, even. Yeah, how can you ever show what you're truly capable of from in here and in here if you're not given that opportunity to do so? Because I think humans are quite resilient, strength, strong characters deep down. But um, but still, it doesn't take any any anything away from what you're doing, mate. I think it's... And I think the fact that you're... You know, there's no arrogance there. There's no it's a me show, you know, it's, I think you're incredibly humble. And even just that point there that you were raising off your own back in terms of that, you know, everybody has got strength, find the strength sort of thing. And this is just you finding your strength and it's your calling. Yeah. Well, in a way I didn't find the strength. It was, it was, it was cast upon me. It's like finding, um, uh, do you ever see that, uh, Dr. Dre, the defiant ones? Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Dre has a, a, a like a, a line in it that spoke so true to me at the time. And it was um, a little bit frustrating because it was like, fuck, I don't have that. And now I do. So it's like, it's uh, like brilliant. I think I'll watch that, uh, that program over again. It's such a good one. Yeah. And he talks about how uh, from the cradle, he knew it had to be music. No other option. It was just yeah. straight away. Nothing to get in the way every single day, music, 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 music. And that's all he cared about. And there's like beauty in that clarity. Yeah. And, you know, I did what I, what I wanted to do. I enjoyed my fitness classes and it's definitely, you know, paying for now. And I'm, I'm showing that I, I do always thoroughly enjoy what I did, but I also still felt that I was kind of twiddling my feet a bit and not really doing something of um, particular meaning yeah. and now I have that and that's you know an amazing feeling to have that it's like my my purpose I yeah, yeah. like I have life goals that matter and it's sort of committed to that it's great so and the good thing is it's also involving everybody else which is incredibly inspiring and and it's an emotion it's an emotional connection which is the best connection you can ever get to get people to do anything is having that emotional connection to the to the end goal and you've absolutely got that because i think everybody knows how important it is to try and at some point find a cure for cancer um yeah there's no, there's no more important thing out there at the moment so i think i mean how can people help you ian get on this journey 
the easiest way is, uh, as I was saying, the easiest way is to follow the uh, follow the channels. Uh, so I'm on all the social media things, and the, uh, the name is the same, the King of Chemo. Uh, prioritizing at the moment, uh, YouTube, because YouTube is uh, not taking off. The other ones are doing very well at the moment. There's been that video that you watch yourself that's taken off on uh, uh, Instagram and TikTok. But I'm pretty sure that there is a thing on YouTube where... Uh, so TikTok has a very good editing system, makes it very easy. You can just take the videos, edit it on your phone, add music, add uh, words and that sort of thing. Instagram has a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, we're late to the game for that. So what most people do now is um, they make them on TikTok and then TikTok gives you a copy of that uh, uh, edit. However, it has a watermark on it. And I think there is, yeah. they don't say there is, but there definitely is <laughs> a uh, a shadow ban for uh, for YouTube videos for when people have done that, and I have made the mistake of uh, of doing that. It's often just down to laziness, uh, like yeah. pure laziness. I could have just remade the video for exclusively for YouTube, but uh, the video that you mentioned, so that has like six point five million views. Actually, I could look up now to get yeah. an exact thing. Yeah, I think it's six point five on TikTok, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a huge amount. It's also quite the the numbers. Like they say, everything on TikTok is multiplied by ten. So uh, whatever it is on Instagram, it is it's lower than that. But the Instagram is still uh, uh, successful. And then on YouTube, it is like not even a hundred views. So it is clearly uh, YouTube is in pain. Oh, it's suffering. So let's try and crack through that one and hitting the little bell icons. That actually, it sounds so weird, but that's actually the thing that I could. Uh, or we could benefit from the most at the moment. And then following on all the other ones, same sort of thing. Uh, that's massively effective. And then after all that, comments, likes, again, boosting it up and you haven't paid anything yet. And if you want to go the whole way, you can go on to curecancer or dietron.com and uh, donate to uh, which of the four charities you like the most for whatever reason. Maybe you think America... Uh, is the best one because they have, I'm not saying they do, but you think that they have the best healthcare system. I would disagree fucking massively about that. But uh, whatever you think is uh, your favorite kind of thing, or maybe Cure Cancer Australia is more uh, directly to um, the thing. Cancer research, ah, oh, they're too broad. They're not doing it well. Yeah. Uh, Irish cancer, ah, sure, I'll do it for him because he's Irish. I'm French, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and you know what the beauty is of that for anyone who's listening and anyone who watches this video is that none of that costs you any anything whatsoever. It costs you a few seconds, a little bit of time, and you could and that and you could be doing your part to help Ian help everybody else. And that and that's where the true power lies with this. It's you know, a like and a share, clicking the bell. Um, and if you want to go and donate some money, there's there's various ways that you can do that. And, and whenever we put the the, the, the podcast out on YouTube and on all of our social media platforms. We'll make sure to tag Ian in. We'll, we'll make sure that we'll tag links into all of these places as well. And we'll try and make it as easy as a couple of clicks for you to support what Ian's trying to achieve here um, and, uh, and, and trying to build that following to trying to get that sponsorship and trying to, trying to break those records with regards to the donations for, for, for curing cancer. And that's what it's all about. And they also get to be a part of the world record themselves because even though the world record says, oh, uh, someone who has uh, run a marathon and the most raised by an individual, but it's like 
I don't, it's not actually possible for you to raise uh, money for a charity by yourself because then it's just like, who's who's the biggest donation yeah, donator? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I don't know, it doesn't make a, but I suppose like they have to make uh, words to, to fit that. So yeah, like, course, <laughs> it's yeah. the only thing that they could do. By the way, I've just, uh, while you were talking there, I looked up the uh, the difference and it is laughably different. Okay, so uh, for YouTube, actually, no, I'll start with TikTok first. <laughs> so TikTok, yeah. it is at 6.4 million uh, views on TikTok and yeah. on YouTube, it is 126. <laughs> wow. Wow, listen, any, anybody that's listening and watching this, Get on YouTube. Let's support. Yeah, yeah. Get on both. Get on both of them. Get on both of them. It takes two seconds. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, even at that, uh, each video that I've made has links to uh, connect with the other ones because it's like, uh, you know, why have why have one uh, web piece of web thrown out yeah. there when you can throw out a net? Far more likely to get um, yeah. subscriptions from multiple channels because it, some channels, some uh, things will not use TikTok. Some things oh, will really? only use Instagram. Makes sense, doesn't it? You've got to be everywhere these days, haven't you? Just to cater for, for how people want to go and consume exactly what you're looking to do. So, Ian, mate, I really appreciate it. Um, is there anything more you want to say? I know everyone knows where to find you in terms of searching the King of Chemo on social media. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a load of people listening to this that are going to like, follow, hopefully donate, subscribe, click the bell, do all those great things. And, and we will be getting this uh, out to people as soon as possible so we can try and make a maximum difference on your exposure to try and help as well and try and do our part is there anything else you want to say before we uh, yeah if, if anyone wants to actually get involved with like uh making videos and like maybe doing events with me uh if you email fighting cancer with cancer at gmail.com um Please don't write uh, sort of, hey, you're doing great and all that sort of thing. Because as lovely as that is, please keep them to comments on uh, social media because otherwise it's basically spam and makes it more difficult for me to get in touch with people. But as an example, uh, someone the other day, uh, it's not a, a, a cancer-related charity, but it's a scoliosis. Um, but he wants to carry an oxygen tank because his dad died recently. Uh, from um, Dublin City to uh, Minute, which is a, a, about a marathon away, and carry an oxygen tank. Wow. And he was like, oh, yeah, if you could just like uh, share this story because you've got a decent-sized uh, Instagram, uh, that'd help. But straight away, I was like, well, that sounds like fun, and I am in the, uh, in the area, so I'll fucking do that with you. So if, you, wow. um, if you're doing stuff yourself, anything that's kind of weird, uh, like how long are you going to stay in, a, in an ice bath for... Uh, how long are you going to try and climb up a, a, a mountain? You're doing something physical and it's tricky and something like that. Let me know because I like doing that sort of stuff anyway. And if you then also want to think of stuff that you could contribute to the channel itself that I'm doing, um, I've got a thing on TikTok where it's like I could use people that have these sort of skills. Yeah. Um, please, though, uh, you got to be living in either Dublin or London because as lovely as the idea is that you'd be a video editor and you live in Canada, it's just going to be too hard for like us to be like sending stuff over to each other and being like, uh, oh, can you sort that out? But uh, Keep yeah, every local then. Yeah, I think it, I, for me, it kind of has to be someone who's like that we can sit in and with the room and be like me. First of all, that I can hand over all the the uncut uh, videos in like a hard drive and be like, OK, yeah. there's the hard drive, because otherwise uh, over Google Drive, it can take ages oh, yeah, yeah no, no, i know that feeling definitely well look thanks very much ian 
Really Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll catch up with you soon, and good luck with everything. And we'll definitely uh, we'll do our best to get this turnaround as quickly as we can, and uh, and go from there, mate. <laughs>